Welcome back to Recreated Podcast. Here we are. <laughs> um, tonight is a good one. We've been wanting this guy on our show for All years. All the rest are terrible compared for to tonight. Years. Yeah, you know what? Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Tonight is just as good as all the others. <laughs> we have a very special guest. <laughs> just like everybody else. It's Keith's else. brother. <laughs> That's, That's it. You. That's, That's you. it. Hey, I like that. In fact, this is a guy we talk about almost every... We bring up you up like all the time. You know yeah, that, right? Oh, yeah. I yeah. This that. is Pastor Scott Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but really, we're really excited to have him. Um, we're really excited to get back into the swing of things for season three. Um, and actually, I was going to bring some Vegemite, but oh, I forgot. Right. So maybe next week next we'll week. do the Vegemite. Yes. If you listened last week, Ken Ham basically challenged us to try he it. He did, but he told us how to do it. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. I've tried it before and I didn't do what he yeah, said. Yeah, he said, get a yeah. cracker, yes. <laughs> some butter, and some cheese, and a little bit of Vegemite. <laughs> He's still got an Australian accent. Oh, oh big time. God. Or a Californian accent. I, I, I was always going to say Jameson must be long lost Australian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. See, you have three languages. You speak English, American, and Australian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can call accents languages, yes. Yes. So anyway, we'll be right back. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm Jamie. I'm Keith. Yeah. And I'm Melissa. And Scott, say hi. Hey. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Lesson number one, overcome every fear of regret and confusion It's all an illusion, delusion, sent to disconnect the holy fusion Of the spirit in the flesh, every mortal breath's meant to bring forth fire But only when the fear of death gets consumed on the funeral pyre So let the flames rise higher, and let every man be considered a liar If he doubts the goodness and faithfulness of God It's your ears will compulsively nod in approval When unbelief is taught on our temples and schools Okay, we're back, we're gonna let Keith Take it from here. We're going to intro our little topic. Intro. Yeah. Intro, intro. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I was uh, eating breakfast with my brother and his family last night. The one across the table. Last from night? Us. Last you night? Did you have breakfast for dinner? For dinner? I had la- yeah, breakfast for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> that's you. That's the thing. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. That's where I thought you, you were going. rolled with it. <laughs> I had dinner oh. last night. Mm. Yes. Okay. With the family. And we, you know, politics... Sometimes comes up. I'm not going to say how often. They're all brainiacs. It always does. <laughs> They're smart people, guys. But I thought we. Went, how can you we, not talk about politics right now? Oh my yes, goodness. and and it's and obviously that's something everybody talks about. And there's a lot of discussion amongst Christians on what the right pathway is. And I thought we had an interesting discussion about that last night. And I think it was you that made the comment, Scott, that um, you don't see Jesus getting involved in politics. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that's an amazing thing. I was thinking about it today, and then we were talking about what the topic would be, and I thought, you know, what does it really, what is really required of us as Christians? I think our culture tells us as Christians that we are supposed to be Republicans. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Truthfully. Right, you're right. Yes. That, there's, For the most two part, paths you can I'm, take. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. sure I'm going to have some Christians who are going to throw if snowballs at me. If I had a but... dime for every person that said, you can't call yourself a Christian if you didn't vote for Trump, right. I would be rich. <laughs> really? But I've heard <clears throat> vice versa. So. so here's my question. Would Jesus say that? No, I don't think so. would jesus say all you christians you need to vote for republicans 
Or no. would he say all you Christians, you need to vote for Democrats? Actually, Jesus would probably ask them a question about their heart condition. I don't think Ooh. he would even say that, actually, hmm. Keith. Well, He'd answer a question with a question. Yes, he would totally would. And what do you think the question would be? Because hmm. I think that's the question that we have to answer today as Christians, uh, as followers of Jesus. And then that makes me look at what Jesus was actually focused on. What, but he wasn't focused on the Roman. He wasn't focused on Pilate, and he wasn't telling his disciples, you know, you got to go fight or vote or anything like that. What was he constantly teaching about? Building his kingdom. Yep. Disciple people. Love people. Lay down your life. If you really want to follow me, sell everything you have and come and follow me. Give it to the poor. Or or what? Take the cloak and, and go a mile. Actually, yeah. no, go two miles. With your enemy. With your enemy. Your avowed enemy. Whether that's... That's an amazing thing. Extreme right, extreme left, mm -hmm. whoever you end up hating. I mean, our church is, is, is a reflection of Ohio. Our church is probably 50-50 Democrat-Republican. I mean. But it's funny because I talk to some people and they're like, no way. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. you're right. I think people are pigeonholed into yeah. one, one side or the other just because of, well, I don't yeah. know. I think some of the, the thinkers, like uh, when you, um, a guy that's out of Redeemer Prez, um, he's so articulate, uh, articulate. I'll remember his name. Who's, who's the guy? Ah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he talks about, and, and it's becoming more and more a, uh, a thing. I hear people talking about it of, uh, for the Christian, the two-party system is, is incompatible with the Christian faith. Because yeah. I agree with that. The Christian faith has Me pieces too. within the Republican Party platform and pieces within the Democratic platform. Yeah. That that you would say that's pieces. Pieces, pieces right? right. Yeah. That you would say I, I can't I can't be against that. Right. I have to be for that and I have to be for this and therefore I'm caught in a system that is very difficult and um yeah, I talk. I mean, it's it's a struggle, right? It's yeah, it's a real struggle. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, because what is a liberal, a functional, a, a really foundational liberal in the country would say, no war. Hey, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> war yeah. doesn't accomplish much, and give to the poor, take care of the needy, and love everyone, or equality at least. <laughs> those are mm -hmm. those are Maybe fantastic so goals loved. in some ways. Yeah, how you go about it? What is that? Yeah, I mean, that's maybe where we diverge. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, so Scott, I, I do, who sh I'm sorry. <laughs> who did you vote for? Who should we vote for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Now with the ten foot pole. You'll just have to. You'll have to answer to Jesus <laughs> for who you vote for. That's a great way to say it. So what does that verse say, Melissa? Oh, oh. So can I tell? Because I can't tell it without giving a backstory. So this verse, um, it at our salon, I have like a sandwich board. And um, so I have my Cassie, my little artist's daughter, do, you know, write something, you know, every once in a while. And so a couple of months ago, I asked her to write a couple things. And I had had it facing the one way for so long. And then today we kind of reorganized some things. And I'm like, oh, I forgot I, I had her write this other verse on the other side. And I, it's been facing the wall the whole time. <laughs> and guess what the verse says, guys? Um, it's First Peter 4, 8. It says, above all, love each other 
deeply. And she put that in a different font, and it's very pretty. Mm. Um, because love <laughs> covers a multitude of sins. I bet you that's been misquoted a lot and put in wrong context all the time, right? It had, I mean, Probably, like everything you know, else. You, yeah, like everything yeah. else. But how do, how do I, I, I wonder if we were to focus on that in this current climate, how would we handle things? Because I think you're right, Scott, the, the, the thing, our knee-jerk reaction is because we're of a particular party, we're just obligated to hate the other side. Yeah. And we we take a verse like that, which is our higher uh, goal, our higher reference point, and it takes a second place seat to that I've got to hate you because you're the other party. Right. And I don't so I don't know how we're doing that. How how are we holding those two together? Because they don't they're completely mutually exclusive. They don't work together. I know. It makes it very difficult. I don't know whether to hide under a rock and turn off all news and completely check out, right? Or or what, what does it mean to be a, an activist for the kingdom and be engaged and to be in the middle of that? But I'm telling you, to be in the middle of that? I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I go rage machine. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, or fear machine. I'm either rage or fear. I know. If I'm really clued in and trying to... What do you think? What do you think happened? What do you think Martin Luther King was? What did he see that kept him calm? What was mm. what was what was the thing that was in his mind that allowed him to remain a leader of a social movement for his people, and yet maintain grace? Yeah, never go towards anger. Yeah, and, or. Uh, ungodly anger right boy well i can tell you the one thing that keeps setting me off is social media and we talk about this all the time i yeah. deleted my facebook account like Good deleted deleted did you really yeah, you. i just I got a text from somebody who deleted theirs and they are on it all the time and they just said we're off That's, we're off yeah i yeah i i, I wasn't tell myself it. all the time i need to do that because i get on and i'm like oh my gosh Oh, somebody somebody posted something last night. They're like, how many times a day does the Holy Spirit tell you to not type that or to delete what you typed? And I'm like, right. literally just happened. <laughs> I'm like, I almost chimed into a conversation. I'm like, no, I can't. No. I can't say do it. no. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I'm so glad I did. Uh, it's so true. Yeah. It's so frustrating. It's discouraging. It's just all out war. It is. Yeah. Setting Basically. people straight. Yeah. I mean, that's an hour. Oh. Yeah. And, but anyway, I don't know how um, I Martin Luther King did it, but. Yeah, I don't know either. Self-control. <laughs> Back to self-control. Yeah, maybe. You might be right on that. Listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Maybe he was disconnected from the idea that he had to rage. Maybe he didn't think in platforms and parties and he just thought in love like it was just i love you all or well, his I love- grasp of scripture the guy knew the that's Bible, a big deal <laughs> and it was always a kingdom of god like mm. that's that was lo- i mean that was that's, that's exactly what ken ham said last and week he was grounded it, it would just compel him he's like it's gonna win it's gonna win love yeah. okay so let me ask this if that's true can that 
overcome what's going on today? Yes. How? Scripture? Yeah. Well, I think well, is I, it a, is it a quick answer or is it a is it something we can solve right now or is it just a whole bunch of individuals finally decide I'm done with Facebook, YouTube, I'm done with tech, I'm done with all of it. I'm going to I'm going to just focus on hearing the God. word, praying like I've been told by Jesus and loving my neighbor and loving him. That's what I'm going to stri- start to strive for. See, for me, I know that it's all true. It's just whether or not I choose to act, believe it or live it. Live you know it. what I mean? Because yeah. I know it's all true. I know there's hope. I know I know we win, but then I get sucked in and I get discouraged. And Yeah, I don't know. It's such a hard thing because isn't it a calling to love? And then, Lord, what are you setting before me? What's the paths you're setting before me to live that out? So is that I'm going to simply do this in my business or I'm going to simply run for office and I'm going to be this influence of love in in the Congress, right, or in the Senate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, it's, I don't know. I just. I work for a very liberal company in California, and I deal with it every day. And I'm like, yeah. if I'm going to continue to work here, I need to love these people. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. I'm making a paycheck, and that's it. You know, I, I have to make a difference somehow, whether it's directly or not. If I can just love them. And they got their crap detector out. They'll know. Yeah. They'll know if you're faking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're actually really loving them. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, like, for and sure. There's a big difference. For sure. And it's hard remote right now, as most of the world is. But if you can just be you, be yeah, be real. Quote unquote, be Jesus mm-hmm. to these people and really truly love them. Yeah. And do your best. You know that I think they do see that. I don't know. I think, Keith, it goes back a little bit to what we talked about last week in the idea of when we were talking about self-control, but we talked about the idea of getting with God for the sake of getting with God, mm-hmm. not getting with God to feel better, be better, do better, but just seeking his presence and seeking that relationship and everything flowing from that. And I know there's like, there's something, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, there's something to that. It sounds so simple when I say it out loud, but, but with that intent of Lord, I'm seeking you strictly for you, for your presence and whatever flows from that. Like if collectively we did that. I think that's, that's pretty getting much closer because I think what you're, what you're really saying is you're getting back to what Jesus said. I only do what I see my father do in John 15, I think John five. And so I think our culture is geared towards doing something or becoming the answer for something or trying to solve the problem or fix it or convince somebody. I think Jesus was more focused on, okay, Father, what's the, what's the, what's the activity that you have for me today? And if we were all referencing that, you could be in politics. It wouldn't matter what you were doing. If the Father in heaven is the one inspiring the movement, then I can guarantee you there's not going to be a whole lot of people out there with swords and guns and Mm. doing the stuff that's been going on. Because even Jesus told Peter, you got the wrong intention here. I I love your passion, but you you don't pull out a sword and cut a guy's (laughs) ear off. That's that's not what we're about here. (laughs) 
Maybe in another. We would all probably another, done the like same thing. Like you said last night, Scott. Yeah. In another age, if it's if it wasn't this time, but the time in the future, maybe. But that's not what we're here for this time. This mm-hmm. time, this this part of the kingdom is about gathering people in my love and mercy and my salvation, mm-hmm. and that's what we're here for. Yeah, we're not here for politics. As much as man, you want to pick up a gun and fight because the injustice is so incredible mm. mm-hmm. uh, against everybody. It, it's it's really a sad thing. I know. I just I, I wrestle with what to do. Me too. I, mean, I, I there's a part of me that's like I I don't even know how to weigh in on because I don't even know what to do. I look at like what happened in England with Wilberforce and uh, the Chatham sect, which was this whole group of Christians who literally turned England upside down. And they were activists, but they took 30 years, they took 40 years of their lives mm. to do it. Yeah. And they didn't. And they, probably sacrificed everything. They gave, you wouldn't believe how much money they gave and raised and, yeah. and gave their lives to. I mean, right. Wilberforce never saw it happen, right? It happened wow. on his deathbed or after <laughs> he died, end, at, yeah. the end, at the right end. Right at the very end, right before he died. Yeah, he had an He's, inkling of it. But. He spent his whole career doing that. But I just, yeah. I don't know, because I look at, Christians, I admire, I so admire, and they're right there in the middle of that standing mm-hmm. and being this beacon of, I know. of courage. And and I'm like, oh, that looks so like Christ. Mm-hmm. It is Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then I look at the other side going, I don't, I, do I, do I stand? Do I, you have to, well, but I think it comes back to what Melissa was saying. You have to know in your relationship with him what he's what he's walking with you in yeah if you don't know don't do it that and i think that's what the call is is you get on your knees and know jesus better than you ever have because then you will know well, guests are playing footsie yeah right they now. were well we're both sevens <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get that to, to that next folks <laughs> nice so anyway yeah, i mean that's good it's a powerful topic um and certainly, I can't ex- I can't express it enough to the guests. Please think a thousand times before you go and decide to become violent in this present oh, yeah. present climate. It make sure God is telling you to do that, or before you even speak. Yeah, that's a big one. Or type doesn't have to be. Vi- yeah, it can be there, s- <laughs> small things. Yeah. If there was ever time to make sure that God is leading you, yeah. this is a good time. I know. Yeah. Well mm-hmm. said. Yeah. So that's all for our topic. That's all. We'll for be us. right back. Okay, so here we are. We're back, and our our question and answer time starts with, "Where were you born, brother?" <laughs> brother, <laughs> drum roll. I think you said last time a Steve Martin quote. So, uh, I'll have to, oh, yeah, I was born in La Mesa, California. Yes, 
Le Come Mace. on. Yes. Good, dude. Not, not Medina, Medina County. Yeah. So we're psyched about oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, you guys about... had so many people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a thing. Uh, it is a thing. It, about... It's you and me and one other person. <laughs> yeah, from Medina. Like Ken Ham. Yeah. We forgot to ask where Kim Ham, where he was born, didn't we? We didn't have a chance. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Whole format got busted. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. So La Mesa, California. Yeah. Cool. All right. Drop yeah. the mic. So Peace where, out. We want to know where you are in the birth order. <laughs> I'm number three. So you're the, ba- the, baby. the baby. Oh. Aww. The baby. <laughs> the That's baby. So Big brother's next door right here. Right across <laughs> the table. You're middle, right? Yep. I'm the middle. Okay. <laughs> Would yeah. you say you're a typical baby? Like... Yeah, according to what people say. Like carefree, mm, yeah. fancy free. Yeah, the youngest yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Gets the benefit of all the discipline of the, the older two. Exactly. They get worn out by the Spoiled. third. Yeah. They're like, it is what? so true, it's isn't true. it? Yeah, I it remember is. the third, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I do that as a dad. I'm like, oh, whatever. Right. <laughs> whatever, Jackson. He's like, hey, here's the keys. Go. <laughs> get out of here. It's so true. <laughs> Uh, it's true. You want to take the horses out in the pasture? Oh, yeah, I know. Go ahead, horses. Kids. <laughs> I, know. I think Peyton just a couple months ago. That's so not fair. <laughs> <laughs> we never got to do that. <laughs> Grow up, Peyton. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I didn't know. I didn't know if that was actually really true or not. But I always figured it was. With my little brother, we just broke yeah. our parents in, oh, and they're yeah. like, oh, "I'm so done being a parent." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so <laughs> yeah, just do what you want. <laughs> exactly. I think with the first one, you're so concerned about getting it right, and by the third, you're like, I can't mess them up that bad. <laughs> you know, you're gonna mess up, so you kind of embrace it by that point. Yeah, I'm a failure know. going into it. <laughs> Instead, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you start to realize what what really matters, and yeah, you know, they realize there's a lot of stuff that we were like too tight on. Yeah. Like, mm. Any. So he got the benefit from... But they're that. not going to listen to this anyway, so I can say these things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> cool. Mesa, California. Yeah, Mesa, California. La, La, La Mesa. La, La Mesa. La Mesa. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then what? Uh, So where it goes from there kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah San Diego. Um, we are actually out in Santee, um, which for some of the San Diego, Southern California people they know who are listening or whatever, but... We grew up in the foothills out there, um, and I just, I mean, that that childhood was awesome. Mm. That was so cool. It was so fun, so sheltered. I mean, it was such a, for me, it was a, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. We were outside. I think I said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like this slice of heaven. Yeah. Mm. Like, it just, there wasn't anything bad. We were so uh, protected, mom and dad. I mean, outside playing. So what's out for those? I mean, I've never been to California. So like, what's the geography? Like, what's the weather? What's the... It's semi-arid, right? So you're heading into the desert if you keep going east. Okay. So it's... You got ocean, which is green next to the ocean, and it it rapidly turns brown. Oh. Green for what? Like two months. Two months when it rains and it grows crazy, and then it just turns brown because of all the heat. Oh. But it's like rattlesnakes and coyotes... And horny toads yeah. oh really like you ran into these things yeah oh yeah like uh, i oh, remember with cool. my my our neighbor friend michael walling um <laughs> michael was a great walling. guy <laughs> but we were what i was i mean i was 
second grade when we moved, so it had to have been kindergarten or something like that. We're in our tire swing out under this tree. We're swinging along, having fun, and all of a sudden we look down. We're about ready to get off, and there's probably like a four or five foot rattlesnake underneath us. Wow. And we just kept swinging. <laughs> <laughs> keep moving. That's keep crazy. Moving. Yeah, we had to keep swinging until it moved away from us. Man. Oh See, so, as a parent, I would be freaking out. Yeah, there was one time our uncle, our uncle was walking. We were doing something out there. We were always, something was always breaking or fixing, and so the whole family it's a whole family because we live next to our cousins. Oh, that's So they had boys awesome. yeah. and we had boys. So we all were, were always just basically in either shorts or diapers outside. <laughs> it was like it was like the little rascals. Yeah, it really was. Aww. We'd get hosed off at night. <laughs> and that's that was our shower. That's kind awesome. of awesome. It was. But he was walking along and he got, he almost stepped on like a six foot, six oh, wow. or seven foot Something rattlesnake. Like that, yeah. It was massive. And literally his foot stopped maybe like six inches away. He stands there. And I remember it forever. I can still hear it. Russell, get the gun. <laughs> and we're like, and I mean, he yelled it. Wow. Because he was oh like, gosh. he could not move because the rattle was going off and he just oh. stayed absolutely until we got the, he ran and got the gun and. Wow. And, and, and they shot it. Crazy. That was, I mean, there was one time we were out, we found a, a beehive, all of us <laughs> boys, my, you know, all of us. So there's like five of us boys and we Your find this beehive. Mother. We uh, threw a stick into it. Oh my gosh. And we were, <laughs> we were literally covered with bees <gasps> like that. And we were running. Ah, we all got stung like, I don't know, 10, 12 times, 15 times. We get home. My mom, little did we know, she had made gingerbread. And it was all warm. And it it just made all the pain go. (laughs) Wow. So, But that was was Southern California. That's awesome. Yeah. We went to church down there, Southern, uh, what was it? Um, Scott Memorial Baptist Church. I love that because it was named after me. Oh, know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that was that was where Ken Ham went to church. Yeah, that's where Ken Ham went. Oh. And that's that's where a uh, famous pastor, they changed the name of the church. Tim LaHaye. Tim LaHaye. Oh, okay. He was there. So The writer wow. of the Left Behind series. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it's sheltered, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then dad got transferred um, with a job. So he's a computer engineer. Mm-hmm. So it's either... And there weren't many computers back then, mm-hmm. <laughs> like hardly any. Yeah, he was. We were talking about that on your episode. He that's pretty cutting edge. It was. Yeah, for that yeah. time, that's yeah, cool. He had a laptop before anybody had a yeah, laptop. That's crazy. Yeah, it weighed like eighty pounds. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like five grand. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was. It was At crazy. Least. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. So. So how old giants. were you around that time when he transitioned? We moved, what, in the summer? 78. 78, and I was going into second grade. Okay. So, and that that wasn't traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I lost my friends, but I was second grade. Yeah. Like, yeah. it didn't, well, other people would probably affect him, but it didn't really affect me. Um, so what it affected, obviously, was my older brother, Mark, and then that spilled over into the whole family mm. and um how what, much older yep. was he so when he was a senior keith was a sophomore and i was a freshman in high school okay so it was three and a half years oh, okay okay so that gives you a so he had a little bit more mature established relationships ish well yeah he had a lot of friends and he was on one of the all-star soccer teams there in oh. san diego and where there was real soccer yeah and then he goes out to kansas and it's it was just a joke. Feel. It yeah. was a joke because it hadn't. It oh, just was starting it's Kansas. in Kansas. Yeah, so he was just <laughs> everything. Was, it was hard for him. Like yeah. I, 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 I mean, that he was, was much more connected to California too. Than he was the two of us were. Mm. So we moved out there, and grade school was. 
I mean, it was just more of the same for me. It was, it was real sheltered. Um, when, you know, we're out in the middle of this farm, mom and dad bought this 180, 180 acre farm mm. and sold all the property, but we kept the farm and the buildings. So just five acres. And that was, it was, it just became home. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved living out there. Absolutely loved the country life. And so. Wait, uh, I got to ask. I want your take on the whole cow thing, the cow and the co- the the picking up of the cows. The cow tipping? <laughs> no. No. The when mom and our, our aunt <laughs> bought the cows in the car. Yeah. What's your recollection of that? I remember being in the car. I don't remember much because I was I was. I wasn't what three maybe yeah something like that. I don't so this was still I... in California when this happened. Yeah. Then. Oh yeah. This is oh, so right. California. Oh okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, this yeah. Is so he cow. wasn't that old yet. I wasn't that old. I do remember being in the car with the cow and with the cows, four of them. Oh, in five an of, old station five? wagon. Five. Of oh, was it five? Yeah. yeah, an old station wagon. <laughs> they put the seat down so it was that hard plastic decking. Yes, yeah. yes. And I remember, so I remember the cows making all kinds of noise, and all of us were like putting our hands in their <laughs> mouths, <laughs> and, and that's about all I remember. Yeah. So yeah, it was so crazy. There was like five. There were seven uh, seven humans and five cows <laughs> in a station wagon. <laughs> only ba- only in those <laughs> <laughs> oh. only in those station wagons oh. could you do that. You could do anything in those station. Oh, wagons. I know oh, they were awesome. They were they, they were, were awesome. huge. They were tanks. I know yes. they were. The whole thing just kind of swayed <laughs> on the road. <laughs> on its, on its, it's uh, a groovy yeah kind of on its suspension. Yeah. You hit a bump. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> So we need video so we can watch you do your hand oh, gestures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so funny. So I got you way off track. I thought it was on track. Okay, so yeah, about think that. Farm country. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't have cows in Kansas. No. No, we didn't do chickens. That. We did chickens. Lots of chickens. Oh, so that makes a lot of sense. It's in yeah. the blood. It's in the blood. <laughs> yeah. So I you know, I don't know. grade school, you know, the I was trying to think what what were the most impressionable things of grade school? Um Nothing, nothing really stood out. There, there was probably, probably two things. It was so funny that the probably the most, the the events that stand out the most. One was, uh, I, um, I was at soccer and there's this bully kid on our team and he was pushing this other kid around and this other kid wanted to get the ball or whatever. And I'm just like, no, let him go get the ball. Well, I'd never been in a fight before. And this thing escalated into a fight. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I got my butt kicked. And so we're on the ground, and he's about ready to end my life. And I'm, we're rolling. This is back. This is soccer, right? So soccer in Kansas, like, it wasn't that great. And I'm on the field rolling, and somebody had broken some pop bottle. And so I'm rolling in glass, and I got oh. blood all over my arm. And it saved me from getting beat up. Wow. Because he's like... Oh my goodness! Like, and, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, like this, and I'm oh, like, oh, it scared him. It scared him because oh, he's wow. like, oh, now I'm in trouble. This guy's bleeding to death, and you know, <laughs> and it was just some minor, minor. But that it was just that was one of those moments. Like, what made me do that? Mm-hmm. Why would I stand up for this kid and risk life mm-hmm. and limb? Mm-hmm. And I just never. I mean, it was my first fight I lost, mm-hmm. and it it sticks with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second fight I lost, and these are my two big ones. The second fight I lost was with Amanda Brock. It was a girl. <laughs> yes. oh, oh, you laugh. Amanda wow. Brock grew up in this home. Like, it was on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Like, there's the wrong side of the tracks, and then there's another track beyond that. That's where she grew up in. And, I mean, I had no idea. And 
Did you provoke her? Did you ask for it? Oh, I was just, this is my brother's life, but we were always, we would always be, you know, lipping off, lipping off each other. What? Shut up. And she's, I'm singing or something. She says, shut up. And I go, make me. And she just comes over and without me even, (laughs) she pops me. In the face? Oh, Oh, just cold cocks me. And I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) And I'm chasing after her. I'm chasing after her. I can't catch her. Because she's, I mean, Amanda Brock growing up on the wrong side of the wrong side of the tracks. I mean, that girl was tough. (laughs) That's great. Those are my two memories of grade school that were just, um, those are the painful memories. Like, that's not bad. Really? No, that's not bad. bad. I mean, I've never gotten no fight with a girl, but that's. (laughs) But it left a mark on me. Like, what what is that? I don't don't know what to do with that kind of piece. But I had great (laughs) friends. Uh, I had a friend named Scott Brummer. So it was. We had the same initials, right? SB, SBR. Mm. Oh, that's fine. And we just, I think that's why Kansas was so easy, is he and I, I think we we met each other in the that first grade, like the second grade, but that first mm-hmm. class. And we we were like... Um, Thick as thieves, as yeah, they say. Mm-hmm. we were. We just did everything together. We both loved fishing. We both loved camping. We both loved everything. Like, we liked everything the same. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so Scott was just a great friend, Christian family, and mm. um, yeah. So I had I had that friend. Yeah. So I was good. I had my buds, my, mm-hmm. my brothers, and I had my friends. And so, did yeah. you guys? Did the bros get along, or did you guys fight a lot? Yeah, because most did. brothers fight a lot. Yeah. What was that dynamic? Well, we didn't start. Fi- well, Mark, Mark got morose and <laughs> angry. I think we were fighting in his fight. Yeah. So That's he would take it out on you? In. It's not so much you took it out. You just, huh. the emotions You get pulled that. into that. Yeah. Mm. It was so, just tough for him. And We had our times that were fun. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got along. Keith and I <laughs> got along, I think, really good. And you all played soccer, right? Yeah, we got into one fight, I think. In high school. One, in high school. One though. fist fight, and mom's trying to break us up. And yeah. Your mom tried to break you up? It was in high school. Yeah, it was in high school. We were a bunch of idiots. All with testosterone. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what it was about. It was something stupid. Yeah, Boys are so fascinating. So much Yeah, they never make sense. Fights never make sense back then. But then yeah. once I it's I know I hit right? him on top of the head. I didn't. I mean, and I had this. My hand think, was all swollen. Yeah. Did you break? Your, did yeah. you break something? I don't know if I broke something, but it was all Sprained swollen it or something. Yeah. <laughs> my brother broke his hand punching me. Yeah. Yeah. That'll was... learn you, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Punch me right in the abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? Oh <laughs> I was like, come on, we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You so were stupid. so full of it. <laughs> no, oh he punched me on gosh. the hip bone. <laughs> so yeah, oh. so yeah, high, junior high, high school. That that's where Mark really influenced us. And um, and just for the record, Mark and I. I mean, Mark's his stories out there. He's told that, and we're great friends. I mean, that's this is all in the. It's past. all in the past. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we can give him a hard time. Yeah. He don't mind. No, he we'll make mind. him come on and that tell his, his story. journey. That was yeah, his that journey. would be cool. Yeah. But it really influenced me. And I, uh, my journey is one where uh, I saw where Mark was going and just going downhill. So he's the prodigal son just mm-hmm. going all the way a, a direction that I didn't want. I could just see what everything was happening. And I can't remember what it was in seventh grade or eighth grade. I made, I made that vow. Mm. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I made the vow to to be the good son. Ooh. So whatever Mark is, 
I'm going to be the opposite. Mm. Now, was that more, was that to impress parents or, or just to know that you didn't want to go down that track? He hurt me so much. Oh, okay. I didn't want to be like him. Oh, okay. So it was like, I do not want to be like him at all. Gotcha. So whatever it is that's opposite of him, Mm -hmm. that's what I'll be. So that became the, the good son. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And the pride. Like, I had no idea what that moment was. That you were just kind of putting a link, a chain over your wrist and just kind of putting in the key. Like, that vow was, yeah. Exactly. That like, way. that story, mm. yep. that story of the prodigal and the good son. I, I am the good son mm. who is just as much in bondage yep. as, <laughs> as the prodigal. The prodigal. Yep. Mm. They're both in bondage in, in yeah. different ways. Yeah. And I had no idea. And I had no idea that that played out. So that was what? seventh eighth grade something like that that played out until my you know 30s Mm. late 20s early 30s i feel you dog so (laughs) (laughs) just saying way to go yeah well said (laughs) bro that's good i like that you're throwing it down but but it is it's like you people need to hear that it's bondage just as much yeah just because you're not the one out there doing the things that are so bad doesn't mean that you're like this you're you're it. Well, just you've succeeded. Look at the end of the prodigal son story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's right there a grown man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I think uh, so. Junior high, high school. We were involved at a church, um, really good church, East Free down in uh, Wichita, and uh, had good friends there. We went to Christian junior high, high school, Mennonite school out in the middle of the country. Made great friends there, like great friends. Um, and uh, I mean, we had great memory. I just had great memories. It, it fed. It fed the good son piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. It's mixed motives, right? I mean, some of it you look at, go, oh, it fed that, and yet other parts of it, I, I really did love Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted Jesus, and I was in the this accountability group, and I was going for it. So, it's, it's always hard to talk about it because I'm like, well. Yeah, it was both going on. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. growing spiritually. I was so in love with Jesus, and I was just getting worse into that that good son piece, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's always a funny it's a funny thing trying to figure out which one was going on at which time because any one event could feed into the same to two different ways. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, but I I remember. Our, yeah, it was just. Uh, so junior high, high school, you know, that struggle with lust and sharing that and starting those relationships with guys and being honest, mm-hmm. you know, that was a good journey and being accountable. And, and I, there was a group of guys that were wanting to be godly, godly men. And, uh, it's so cool. Cause the story of my, my brother then comes full circle. Mark, um, ends up his whole story isn't another thing, but ends up coming to the end. Right. Mm. And, just life breaks for him and he surrenders his life to christ wow and i remember being at church at east free and everybody it's a small church everybody knows everybody and so they knew mark had wandered off and um and he given his life to christ so he came up and i think he got rebaptized mm-hmm. that day and i just remember this statement he's up there in front of this church that's pretty conservative and mm-hmm. you know it's not 
contemporary music was trying to come to this church. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was, aww. <laughs> <laughs> but that was back, you know, it was yeah, just 80s, like, yeah, 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 late 80s. Bill Gaither was right. just, I mean, yeah. that's what we were trying to do. You know, hadn't heard of Res Band, but um, I just Res remember. Band. I know, I'm like, wait, oh, you're a striper. Oh, striper. You know, striper. You know that heavy metal striper. Yeah, yeah. Now oh you listen to gosh. it, it's like, oh my oh. goodness, that's so tame. <laughs> but he got up there in front of everybody and said, I, you know, tells his whole story and just says, I, from here on out, I'm just going to kick butt for Jesus. And the really? whole church, the whole, now the roof comes down, right? Everybody's howling no and way. cheering because it's like, yeah, just be yourself. And yeah. Just, yeah. So he actually ended up starting this this small group for guys in high school, and I I was part wow. of it. He asked, "Hey, yeah, you want to be part I of went, it?" When when was that? Because I don't think I was. I was in college. You were out in college. Yeah. And he had you come were your back, freshman year, and he had come back and was in town. So you actually spent your senior year with him in town. Yep. Yeah. So that started my junior at the summer between I think my junior and senior year when he. Or something like that. I can't remember. But you were gone. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I didn't even put that together, that you actually got to have some recovery in some senses with him. Wow, yeah. Cause at I, the very beginning. Because you didn't. I didn't. That's, that's, that's interesting. interesting. I, I never about. Yeah. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yes, that, that was a lot of healing. Being there and seeing that and then experiencing him leading that group. And really challenging us and spurring us on to be men of God. Oh, wow. So he would have been 21, 22? Something like that, yeah. Wow. And he was on fire. Like, it was as much as he was going the wrong direction, Mm -hmm. he flipped the switch and it was kicking butt for Jesus. I'm making (laughs) up for lost time. Hang on. Yeah. Kind of thing. Wow. So, yeah, those were, uh, it was good. It was, I was growing. and uh, get done with Berean, go to Moody Bible Institute. I went to Moody because I wanted to study. I wanted more of the Bible. I wanted more evangelism, like training, missional training kind of stuff. And uh, How did you come to the conclusion that Moody was the college That's for you? what I want to know. How did you find out about that? Well, there was a couple students that went to Moody from Berean. And so okay. I'd heard about it, and then I looked into it and the history of it and everything, and it's it's all about jesus and the bible okay. i mean it's just hard hardcore this is a bible school in fact we're so bible we don't give a rip about like okay you get your degree in the state school if you want to do something with the state this is this is just bible. kingdom we're doing kingdom here mm-hmm. kind of thing and yeah. and they, they they worry about <laughs> accreditation right i mean sure. the christian college accreditation but i was just all about it like i wanted to get into an environment where it's like Let's go. Let's get around to people that are just sold out for Jesus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I went up there and got a, a music composition degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it makes what sense for people wanna... that no, no, it, oh, I mean, it didn't make sense. Well, I wanted to be a high school music teacher. Can you imagine that? Wait yes, a minute. Actually, I can. No. Wait, wait. Were you so? For those that don't know, Scott's yeah. an incredible pianist. So were you? Playing piano at the time, you had to have been. Yeah. You've probably been playing your whole oh, life, Oh, those right? are some fun memories. <laughs> <laughs> piano yeah, lessons. tell it, tell it. Piano <laughs> lessons. Well, I don't know which memories those are. Practice. Oh, uh, practice, yeah. All of us had to learn piano. So did we, yeah. But uh, like Scott's the only one that stayed with it. And <laughs> every morning, the scales. Six o'clock in the morning. Really? No way. Because you wanted to? 
or because well, we had to. when it was up to like sixth grade, mom and dad made us, mm-hmm. and then I watched older brother drop off, and then <laughs> Keith dropped off, mm-hmm. and my mom was like desperate to have some. <laughs> so she it. concocted a scheme. I will pay you for every half an hour of practice. No way! So no she, way! <laughs> The baby, <laughs> the baby reaps the way. You didn't know that? No way. <laughs> Scott, Scott reaps the reward. Just have. It's <laughs> a good thing to be the youngest. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's awesome. I must have. I might have amnesia. <laughs> Selective. Yeah, That's I mean, great. it wasn't like this great wage, but it was enough for me a to go. Wage. I'll take that. I'll money. take that money. Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, some of those mornings it was so good to start practicing because I was angry at the brothers or whatever, and I really start playing loud, waking them up. It's like I'm like, like <laughs> it's like PTSD, <laughs> right? Oh, that's so good, dude. I know the scales so, in my head. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure you I can't do. play them, but right, yeah. That's no, I funny. played. Uh, yeah, I played piano since second grade. Okay. Yeah. Started second grade, did lessons all the way up through high school and into college. So did your parents make you play because they did or because they thought that's what a well-rounded person does? Like, how is it that you guys had to play? They say we, it's one of the biggest regrets we have. We didn't learn our musical instrument. You'll oh. want to learn it. And so then they paid me to practice up until, I don't know, my freshman year. So for junior high years. But then when I realized chicks digged it. <laughs> Ch- chicks do. I was like. I started realizing that I started feeling guilty. Like, uh, I got false motives here, man. I'm, this is all about me now, man. I'm on the gravy train. <laughs> Come on over here. Play, you? play little, you're, you're the inspiration, right? I'm learning all the 80s love songs. You're like, come and sit by me. I'll show you how to play. Come on over here. That's so good. Corn ball. Oh, I love yeah. it. I know that song you were I know. just doing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so funny. So I can't oh, believe we cool. almost skipped that. That's funny. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of not wanting to skip things, now I believe Keith got saved in in said station wagon. Yeah. Okay. So do you remember a moment of like <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Do you? I do. We were. <laughs> oh, this is going to be this funny. Is, I haven't heard this This is the thing our parents probably regret doing. <laughs> they sent us off to this Bible camp out in the middle of Kansas somewhere. Oh, no. In the middle of summer. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't lived in Kansas, uh, it's just like, go go <laughs> crawl into your oven with like a hair dryer. <laughs> And turn it on. Does it get right? that hot, really? Oh, it's oh, so wow. hot. I didn't know that. It's 100 either. plus degrees, and oh, it's wow. windy. It's like, typically in the summer, it's around 20 to 30 miles an hour wind all every, the time. Every day. All the time. Oh. It never stops. Every day. I wow. Am. It maybe yeah. slows down a little bit at night, but not much. No, yeah. Well, at least you got that, right, with the heat? Oh, that- so that you get into these dormitories right on this Christian camp out in the oh. middle of nowhere, and we're just... We're sweating. At least our kids. We're sweating at night. It's hot. Yeah, miserable. We're, we're at this camp, miserable. and it's it was. a. It was a rough camp. Yeah. It was a rough camp. I mean, mm. it I was. Think it, it didn't. It was some place that uh, the Kansas court system knew they could send. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was mixed in with kids. all kinds of kids. Like oh. you had no idea who was there. Like juvie kids. I mean, or? it was just like I'm blending in, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna get by, hit by Amanda. <laughs> Like that's all I'm thinking is Not another Amanda. damage control. <laughs> so, but I, we got into this Bible teaching hour, right? And this is back in the days. You'll remember this. You may remember this. This is back in the day when they did fluorescent drawings with the black light. 
And so they would do the drawing. They do a fluorescent drawing before you you knew it. So they do it pre. They they oh. work up something and do it pre. So it was all done. And they do drawing as they're talking about the gospel, right? Oh. And then they would turn on the fluorescent light. They talk about Jesus and the cross and all this stuff. And then they and then to have pre drawing was all these pictures of hell and oh. flames and stuff. <laughs> and they turn off the lights and then flip on the black light and to be like, you're going to hell. <laughs> If you don't know Jesus, I mean, it scared the it scared the hell out of me. Like it really did. It worked. I was up front, like I don't want to go to hell. That's hilarious. Wow. But it was so funny. I never doubted my salvation after that. I was always am I saved? Am I not saved? When that happened, I was like, like, I'm I'm in. I'm in. So I remember that. Like it was That's hilarious. I think that was fourth grade or third grade, and we came back from that as like, don't ever send us there again. Yeah, what was the name of that place? Do you I remember? have no idea. I can't remember. It was like Shady Lane. It was some cornball. It was out in the middle of Kansas Field type name. No, no. There's like tumbleweed blowing. Yeah, that's exactly right. It had a swimming pool. I remember that. Oh, yeah. a dry swimming. Yeah, pool. and they kept telling us, don't get go go. Don't go too deep or you get sucked down the drain. I mean, it freaked me out. So I the whole week, I'm skimming along the surface like, don't want to get sucked down. Don't want to. And the, the bottom was like 12 feet deep. It's like, no way you're going to get sucked down. How fun. To, like, oh, it was a traumatic camp. I was going to say, that sounds traumatic. I was a very fearful kid back in the day. Well, hey, did Rightfully you send your so. kids to Beulah Beach and did you make them stay in Bethany? I don't know where they stayed. They loved it. Well... Because that sounds a little bit like Bethany. Does it really? <laughs> I remember going there and saying in Bethany, and it was like every window had one of those box fans. Oh, yeah, right. Like, oh. <laughs> and the girls were staying in this air-conditioned hotel on oh, the yeah. other side of the camp. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I think I probably did that to our kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. So, so where were we? You yeah, were, we, 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 we yeah, were music, piano. You're playing music. piano. Oh, you went to school. How oh, did yeah. you decide? Music. How did you decide on music composition? Yeah, yeah what was that about? <laughs> I really, you know, it's so funny. I mean, this is one of the greatest wounds out of Moody, which is so funny. But I really wanted to learn how to write jazz and blues. I mm. wanted to play. I wanted to get that because I was Christian music was just pulling that stuff in. Mm-hmm. And I was, here I'm going to Moody. Oh, this is going to be so good. I'm going to learn how to to like do music and write big band jazz and mm-hmm. write orchestrations. I could see you doing that. Totally. Oh, I wanted to do it so bad. Yeah, because I think our family, just, just to give some context, our dad was into jazz, mm. like old jazz. Yeah. And we, as a family, we all loved Harry Connick Jr. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I but, think I'm related to you guys. Listen, I love Harry <laughs> Connick Jr. And yeah. my family doesn't get it. Oh. They don't get yeah. it. And his oh. voice is like honey. It's butter. And yeah. it's, they totally, it's lost on them. He was like yeah. a 80s version of I'm uh, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah, I think Michael that was, Buble. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. That it, seemed like it. if there was somebody that could go that direction, it would have been you. Yeah. Yeah, there's these cool memories back in childhood dad had this he built our house which is a crazy mm. house it burned down in that big fire in san diego what oh. 15 years ago or whatever oh. but he built the thing it was mm. huge and he created this little space underneath yeah. the stairs yeah, and it yeah. was it, it was like dad's dad's little sacred 
Man cave. Uh, man cave. Well, if you can call it man cave because it just fits under the stairs. It was a man yeah. nook. It was a curved stair too. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. But he had his whole stereo there, his vinyl record, oh. and you just did not go in there. Like really? it was just this sacred room. Huh. <laughs> and he would go in there and he'd say, "Listen to this," and he put oh. on a little record, and you know, you hear the sounds that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember all the. You know how you have memories? Yeah. Like that's when I just. So that's I where that. I think it created that. And you'd hear yeah. the jazz in the house and he yeah. just kind of looked there. and just. So he was a jazz guy, huh? He was a total yeah. jazz guy. Wow. Yeah. Cool. He was such a cool guy. He was a renaissance man. Yes. He was. Yeah, yeah, I remember I, I had a memory back in that time when you if we got up in the in the late at night for us young kids, which is probably more like 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and if you snuck around on the balcony and looked yeah. down the stairs, uh, he and my mom were having candlelight dinner and they were <gasps> dancing. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so sweet. It and, is. And it was the jazz music. Uh, and that was pretty cool. Wow. That's San Diego, the, what was that? Kind of like the sunrise of our yeah. youth. Yeah. That's so, I have this, so this isn't about you at all, but <laughs> I have told him that we have this, I, we're going to build this little thing. We're going to have this little getaway house. Anyway, I've told him, I made him, I said one day, I'm like, so I need you to promise me something. And he's like, well, you got to tell me. I'm like, just say you promise. I'm like, Here's the deal. <laughs> so I want to have a big front porch. And I said, you have to promise me that anytime I ask you to slow dance on that front porch, oh. you're going to say yes. And he's like, but I said, I promise I won't take advantage if you say yes. <laughs> He said, we'll see. But I I remember seeing my grandparents do that in their kitchen sometimes to Frank Mm -hmm. Sinatra. And it's just always stuck with me. Yes. Wow. I wonder if people do that anymore. That's cool. Hmm. That's really cool. Anyway. Again, we're so off topic. So you're talking about a wound, a musical wound that you received (laughs) from. So what I didn't realize was when Moody Bible, they call it their sacred music department. Mm. And when, when they meant sacred music they meant something that had been written Hmm. what a hundred years earlier like it was classical music only and that's what you were going to do was strictly classical music and strictly organ and choral music you didn't know that i had no idea Mm. i had no idea when you're talking musical composition too when i got in there we had a, a composition teacher he was in his 70s he would not let me write what I wanted to write. I had to write what he wanted to write. Hmm. And he was into 20th century music, which if, if you know 20th century classical music, it's autonal, meaning you take a piece of music and you try to put every single note within an octave. So there's 12 notes in an octave, right? So you, gotta, you have no root key. So let's say... You're singing Are a there normal. Are 12 notes in an octave? Oh, the yeah. flats and the... You're going to have to dumb this okay. down, but go ahead. Right. So ima- <laughs> imagine yourself looking at a piano okay. and you just, you you can sing like a song that you recognize, right? Right. Well, most songs you recognize have about four to six chords in them. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just, that, I mean, that's your normal songs you listen on the radio or mm-hmm. in a church. It's four to six chords. This one has no root chord. You're just trying to throw all the notes in. So there's no, there's no melody to it. There's no sense to it. Oh. It's just people trying to invent a new way to write music mm. because everything else is taken. It's been done, yeah. Oh. It is nasty. Mm. 20th century <laughs> autonality music. I'm going on the record. 
is some of the most nastiest music ever. Who, who's, it has uh, no, it has no chord center. Nobody. Do you guys listen to it? I don't know what. Never it, even heard I, of it. My I, point exactly. I gotta yeah. go home and listen. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listens to this except for the people who like 20th century Alternelli, and There's hardly anybody. They're just uh, they're inconsequential. It's such a minority. It doesn't thing. sound like music. It isn't music. It yeah. doesn't sound like music. And that's what that department was that's what he wanted me to write that's what he, wanted. he was the head of the department. and i had to write what his what the crap he wanted me to write i was uh. so and it totally it just totally killed all music composition i oh, was wow, i was yeah. so mad i i hated most of the music i wrote at moody i hated it mm. because he made me write what he wanted me to write yeah i'm like that's not music composition no. that's just a hoop to there's jump no through. expression i would there's... never have done music i would never have done music theory mm. or music uh composition if i would have known what I was in store for me. And how does that prepare you anyways? It doesn't. What did prepare me was their music theory classes. Oh. Mm -hmm. So music theory there was like any school. Music mm -hmm. theory is music theory, so you gotta learn it. So that was the best piece of that. Mm -hmm. But when they started to do the worship leading classes, which I was so excited about, because I wanted to learn how to do the keys yeah. and lead worship. No, I couldn't use a piano. That wasn't allowed. You had to stand up in front of them. You had to stand up in front of your class and direct with your hand because that's how you led worship. Ah, uh, <sighs> that's hilarious. And they would they would not let me do that. And here's the this is the part that was so frustrating. In my four years there, and I know maybe there's some people from Moody who may be listening. I do not recall, and I was watching because I was I was getting pretty ticked mm. by year three. So I have two years of this, and now I'm watching this. There was never a time where they asked a music major worship leading guy who was wanting to go into church music there was never a time the student body asked him, one of those students to lead worship it was always the bible majors and always the really? missions majors because they didn't give a rip oh. about the musicianship oh. although they were good musicians they were always chasing after the presence of god Mm. The Bible majors and the missions majors and the music majors were all over. Oh, that's just so <laughs> unmusical, <laughs> right? Oh no, that would happen. You get into class. Oh, I can't believe they led it like that. And, I can't. and I'm sitting there going, they're never asking any of us because we all suck at leading worship. <laughs> oh, sorry, I shouldn't have uh, said that. <laughs> but no, I was so mad. I was sorry if you guys. I, just, <laughs> I think we're allowed to say suck. Am I? Oh, yeah. no, because no, no, no. I anyway. say it all the time. But that, I guess. But that's school. the one piece. So I want to get that one out. Mm -hmm. The rest of my moody experience i love the bible teachers mm. i love the student body i loved well, back up one second though what you said an amazing thing that they weren't coming to the music people because nope. they were chasing the music right. they were they chasing were the performance yeah. and their mm -hmm. the arrogance of i'm a musician did so, that did did you recognize that that was oh the I, case? by my third year i was getting ticked I was at, getting at your fellow up. music majors. No, I was getting ticked at the music department because there was people in there was people in the music department that loved the Lord that mm. were going after Jesus, but the uh. music department was not preparing them to lead worship uh. the way the culture was going. Yeah. Mm. So they just shut you down. They just much. shut it down. Like why? Yeah. Because there was people. There were godly people in the music department that yeah. loved the Lord. Mm -hmm. But it was no, no, no. This is the only way you can do it. Stand up there and lead like your grandma and grandpa's church. And the student bodies over here, they're, they're listening to Michael Jackson, and they're listening yeah. to... Yeah. Michael uh, W. Smith. Even Michael what W. Been, uh, what's his name? Keith, Keith, Keith Green. Green. Keith yeah, Green, yeah. There's a lot of these stuff Well, this is on. the 90s, so oh, we're talking okay. White Heart, and we're talking Petra, yeah. and we're talking... I mean, yeah, Petra Stephen was even, Curtis Chapman. Yeah, I mean... I mean, you had yeah. Will, you had the Vineyard movement that was really starting really to go and, in, yeah. and, and put out some great music. Mm. Yeah. 
And Moody? No. Hmm. No. It was always organ and, and piano. Interesting. And, hmm, and wow. hymns. It had to be hymns. So getting ticked, that's one side of it. What was it? Was it... Was that impressing upon you something new? I mean, was it changing? Uh, no, I didn't know what to do with that. You didn't know what to do with it yet? I was just angry. Mm. I was, and that was a slice of it. That was a slice of Moody. I don't want to say that that reflected on it, but that was my major. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it mattered. It mattered in that sense. But Moody was awesome. I had I had some awesome roommates. <laughs> you had a great community there. I had some great That's downtown friends. Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. it's downtown cool Chicago. Cool place to spend your college years. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was it was amazing, and Moody overall was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, get that music piece out of sure. the way, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, it was it was awesome. I remember doing my, we had to do do evangelism or some kind of ministry thing. So I signed up for the evangelism stuff. Got with the professor of philosophy, and we'd go down to the University of Chicago at Illinois, which is a tech school. Ooh. I mean, it's a like brainiac, like yeah. I mean, engineer school, not tech school, engineer school. So it's all. I mean, half of the students were from the Middle East. Oh, yeah. And so it was sitting down having conversations about Allah and Islam. Really? And I oh, was cool. sitting there just like, I, I mean, he's like, okay, you're going to do the next one. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to do Because he would just, it was amazing, his way of entering into the conversation wow. and talking about Allah and talking about the history of Islam mm-hmm. and creating conversations where you saw these guys. He wasn't, he wasn't a mean guy. He was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And he just knew how to have conversations with them and be winsome. Mm-hmm. And I, I just conversation after conversation, you'd walk these, you'd watch these guys walking away very disrupted because mm. they, they just had never encountered somebody who was loving, but who also knew so much about Islam oh. and wow. Christ. And it was, it was just brilliant. And he, he was very respectful. Mm-hmm. of Islam like I just never got the sense that he was out to win mm-hmm. and destroy them That's but awesome. he was there to ask questions that would that would disrupt their their trajectory and cause them to think so I love that yeah, yeah. I loved that it's yeah. so Jesus I was just gonna That's say exactly that what we're, what we're talking yes. about at the beginning yeah the it intro was. Yeah. it was and that's yeah. why I went to Moody that's why I went to Moody and the professor's I remember being in a Gospel of John class with Dr. Mayer, hardest prof. I took him. I didn't have to. It was elective. Hardest prof by mm. far. I mean, he... You knew that? T- t- oh, yeah. Class, oh, yeah. I just wanted, wanted to try. Oh, <laughs> come on. Bring it on, Mayer. <laughs> really? Let's do it. And I, you know, I mean, I wasn't the, the, what, the greatest student, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to be pushed, and I wanted wow. to be pushed in the Bible. And here's this guy. He's taught it for 30 years. And I, I just remember two weeks in, he start, he opens up the book of John. He starts talking about something and he just starts crying. Wow. And everybody's like, and it's the word still fresh. Wow. You know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, this is why I came. Yeah. Like it's still alive and fresh to this guy. Yeah. And wow. That was, I just still remember that. It was a hard, it was the hardest class I ever took, the Gospel of John. I mean, he kicked my butt, without a doubt. It was so hard, hmm. but I loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, but had a roommate, uh, Craig Steiner, Scott Carroll, where the, uh, I roomed with some guys first year. <laughs> they were hilarious. They were funny. Um, but uh, they, they were seniors, so they graduated, so I didn't have much beyond them. But Craig Steiner and Scott Carroll were uh, my roommates, and they really became good friends. Craig was a really good friend. Um, oh, he was so cool. I, but this is where 
I never saw myself as a minister because Craig was a third generation pastor. Oh, wow. And he was the most humble guy. So this is not on Craig. This is on me. But third generation pastor, you have no, I, I had no idea. Like, if this is what it means to be a pastor, I, there's no way I could ever be in ministry. And I thought about maybe ministry. And then I, I was rooming with Craig. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't even doing this. Like, because what was it that about him that he had three generations of pastoring in him? Which means what? What did he act? Did, did his he act? grasp on the word, his grasp on the philosophy of ministry, his grasp on how church should be. His it had been all the conversations in the home and all the conversation. He had just watched it and soaked it in. So when he came in, he was already this rising star. Oh wow! Like he was. People knew. Him. Like I, the people didn't know him, but quickly. And he had an older brother, um, and so everybody knew his older brother, who was this awesome guy. Like. I mean, this whole family were just like awesome. It's like perfect family. Like they're just great, great family. So he came in, his brother had already had a reputation. Craig comes in, he gets quickly plugged into this church and just takes off. And he's involved in sun life. And he's now becoming this rising star. He's speaking at all these big youth retreats and stuff like Mm -hmm. this. And I'm like, I'm over there like, you know. Playing classical so music sad. <laughs> so sad. well yeah. oh, so how do this i is, how do oh, i no, teach no. people about jesus so, playing 12 chords so 12 this notes. is this is where my <laughs> dreams of ministry stopped right so i was at the same youth group because i just followed i was with craig and craig just pulled me in and and i loved craig and i'm like yeah i'll go and do this and we had to do a ministry every week so that happened to be my one i'm like okay and they said well scott plays the piano and this was like a youth ministry that had probably i don't know 100 120 kids there something like that if i remember correctly it's a big youth group Mm -hmm. right wow that is big hey scott why don't you lead worship I'm like, I could do that. I'm a music Throwing major. I played the, the keys. And I, so I had never, nobody ever taught me how to lead contemporary worship. Mm. And Moody didn't. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to, I'm like, all right, I'll do this. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> they, within a couple of weeks, called me the butcher. Nuh-uh. Oh, yeah. No way. I, I had no. a nickname in the youth group. I was called the butcher because I butchered every song. <laughs> no, even, wow. Oh, that's youth ministry. Like, if you can't, if you can't handle the truth, don't do youth ministry. <laughs> like, so about two and a half months in, I mean, they kept trying and trying to lead me up and encourage me, and they just finally said, "Bro, you, you can't do it anymore." For real? Oh yeah, I was bad. Wow. How? How? How were now, you bad? Now, put some context in between for Jamie yeah. and and uh, Melissa's comments here because they've heard Scott. Yeah. Worship. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a whole nother story yes, that would be coming. That's why they're saying, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's imagine, yeah, I mean, one, I'd, yeah, it's just, it's not easy leading worship, and it's not easy, especially if you don't know even how to play the style. And you're basically a rookie. I'm a rookie. I was going to jazz clubs. Mm-hmm. I, I would try to go into jazz clubs and talk to these guys and say, hey, man, teach me, teach me some stuff. And <laughs> most of the time these jazz clubs this is inner city Chicago right so all the jazz clubs oh my gosh. it's mostly African Americans mm-hmm. and they're looking at me it's like some white boy from <laughs> Kansas going bro get out of here <laughs> like they didn't give me much time of the day because they're yeah. just like oh you're get out of here like but you did it and I don't I, I wouldn't say that was just like uh, I don't want to say that, reflect on that that was racist it wasn't it, no it's not that just, I was just this white kid they didn't want to waste and, their time on no, no, they didn't want to waste my time sure like it <laughs> like could have been anybody yeah, yeah. yeah I came in like hey teach me I don't know anything and just like, yeah. get out of here just go figure it out yourself kind yeah. of thing yeah um, so That's I was so... trying but it was that rooming with Craig 
and realizing how advanced he was in ministry and then getting that shut down, I was like, yeah, okay, that pathway's clearly wow. not mine. I'm not going to do it. That's so, so funny. So, but that that's just life experiences, right? Yeah. yeah. So we all got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I would say, I mean, Craig and Scott were great friends, great friends during those times. I mean, so was, do you leave college, you leave Moody kind of aimless then? Or you... No, I was going to teach high school music. So I had to get state <laughs> certification. Uh, so you because, knew music theory at least. So I knew music theory. All I had to do was this is how you, this is how, get into classes, this is how you teach. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, uh, and that was a whole experience. So I had to come home because um, I had to have, I, I didn't want to go home. I wanted to go to a different school, but home was cheap i could stay at home mm. and go to the state school there in wichita wichita state were you mm. thinking at that time of staying in wichita yeah i was probably gonna stay in kansas really yeah i was probably oh, gonna wow. stay go wherever the job was but huh. i didn't i can't remember all that but i had had uh an injury which is a funny story kind of sad funny but <laughs> um i got a concussion in soccer so i played soccer uh at moody um for one year and in the middle of the game, got a concussion, really bad. Like mm. I, I was head throwing. No, a guy, a guy sweeped me out, and so mm. I landed on oh. my head. I was way up in the air for a header, and he cleaned me out, and mm. so I landed on my oh. back. Wow, that's dangerous. Head. Yeah, I was out. Like wow. I was out, and I just remember, uh, I woke up probably five or ten seconds later. Like I was wow. way out. Oh wow! But this is back when they didn't have concussion protocols. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get on in. <laughs> yeah, you know, dust it off. I'm over on the sideline, kind of woozy and just like <laughs> oh whatever, throwing up the the couple of days after that. That's oh, how bad wow. it was. It was really bad. Well, I rollerbladed to an off-site campus uh, state school because Moody didn't do some of the core classes like math or like you go get your math somewhere else. We're not gonna bother with math. So I or Spanish or something like. That. So I was doing Spanish about a mile away I had rollerblades and this was the next week I should not have been on rollerblades this is downtown oh, Chicago yeah no <laughs> my brain was not functioning and I was just I mean with, with roller I mean I was I was flying I was good at rollerblades I loved it like I, uh, bet, I, I would imagine so much fun you know, 20 something kid yeah. you're invincible in the city yeah in the city yeah, oh, yeah I don't yeah, need a yeah. helmet I don't oh, need up anything up on steps yeah look, oh yeah it was totally <laughs> off the wall <laughs> sure <laughs> So I sped through an intersection, timed the light, and I wasn't thinking. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no. I got a timed light. Don't ask me the logic. And <laughs> I totally cut in front of the traffic that was also timing the light. Through three lanes. First lane had no one. No, first lane had a car. I barely missed that car. The second lane had no car. If there was, I would it would have been a head-on kind of Whoa. collision. So there was oh no car. Gosh. Second lane. Third lane, I'm like, ah, and I cut back. Barely, I missed you and told, if I had, hadn't cut back, I would have hit, by, hit, got hit by the front of it. But I cut back and my left, my right leg caught the back bumper of one of those old cutlass with the chrome bumpers uh, that come around, yes. whip me around, and I wake up. Another, I wake <laughs> up and the passenger in the cab the cab had stopped. The passenger, this woman, got out of the car. I wake up with my head in her lap, and what? I'm like, "Where am I?" And she's like, "Don't, don't worry. You're, you're going to be fine." And I'm like, "What just happened?" Oh and she's gosh. like, "Well, you just got hit by a cab." And I say, "Oh, really?" <laughs> I said, "Well, where did I get hit?" She says, "Don't look." And I'm oh. like, "Oh no!" So, totally destroyed my knee. Really? Oh. Yeah. So, gosh. tore my PCL. 
Oh, which is the opposite of the ACL. You which don't most... hear much about the PCL. No, you don't hear. How the... original of you? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. always the ACL. It's <laughs> a bummer. Yeah. yeah, PCL does the exact opposite of the ACL. That's why most of the time you don't hear of a PCL injury. It's really rare. Went to a doc. He didn't know what he was doing. He said, "Oh yeah, I get surgery." So I get surgery. It fails. I lose my ACL and my PCL. No way. Yeah, he You're did. Kidding. No, he was bad. Like this guy was a butcher. So uh, we go up to Kansas City. Get a another butcher. Right? <laughs> yeah. I so remember that but second not surgery. Now. So I had to go on and get two reconstructive surgeries yeah. after oh I graduated gosh. from Moody. So I had to be home. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I remember that. How about that? What's wow. that like? Because you're, if people don't know you, you're not the kind of guy that I see that's like, cool, I got a chance to like lay in a hammock and read now. Like, mm-hmm. was that like, <laughs> especially oh, well, they not get then, you right? up. They, they were still getting you up. Okay. So I was down for one week and then you're rehabbing okay. and you're on crutches. Okay. Yeah. Well, then so that's great. It wasn't fun on a command at a college campus, which is typically spread out. And now you're doing crutches everywhere. I'm like, uh, that was. So I actually went to those the Jerry Canes with the the forearm yes. canes. Yes, I got rid of the crutches. The for oh man, you can fly on those oh things. I love. Those they call things. those Jerry Canes. Well, that's I just remember Jerry. Um, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. He did the Jerry oh. Lewis telethon. And always have the. Kids they would up call there. him the Jerry Canes. That's how I remembered that. Interesting. Oh, okay. So cool. It was a. Uh, yeah, the culture reference, man. <laughs> I'm I'm old school. Jerry oh, you thinking that up from the sixties or something? Yeah. Jerry Kern. Yeah. The wow. Jerry Lewis Telethon, man. Yeah, Back when a... you only had three channels. Yeah. You would I, watch the Jerry Lewis Telethon. <laughs> not many it. options. There was it, only three. That or the news, right? That or the tele yeah. or the or the color uh the color band. Oh right? my god! <laughs> that was back when midnight they turned the TV. Yes, they, they shut everything off. They play the national anthem and then yep. they turn it off. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's right. They didn't have it running all night. No, nope. Yeah. nope, nope. That was up until early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then we would play Nintendo the rest of the night. <laughs> and they yeah. finally Mario got Brothers. cable and cable oh, changed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. MTV twenty four hours I a day. Want my- yeah. <laughs> Not that I know that song. Oh like, yeah, um, obviously right? you don't. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's just like a song that existed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you rehabbed at home and went to school and went to school and had, and that's um, multiple things were happening at that point. What so year is that? I graduated in '93 from Moody, so it was '93 to '95. That's right. We graduated the same year, same yeah. month, yeah, Two, a week apart. Yeah. Really. I graduated, and then we drove in the car to go to his. No yeah. way. Get yeah. out. Wow. Yeah. I forgot about that. Hmm. 93. Yeah. So you are you did all the surgeries when? That summer? It was, they were spaced nine months out. So I did one that summer, and then I did one the following, I think, uh, something like May, February, something like that. In Wichita? Or yeah, in Wichita, Kansas City? February, March, something like that. Okay. So, yeah, but I had, I, I just... Uh, Two things, two things happened right there. The personal walk with God and then the call of God happened in those two years. So I was um, doing the certification and I had some horrible experiences and just awful experiences. And the experiences don't really matter. What I didn't understand until probably 10 years later that God was just shutting the door. Mm. Mm totally shutting the door teaching teaching high school music Mm. so it wasn't it it, it, you know other people who were going into teaching were loving it called by god into teaching didn't have any of that and i'm sitting over here going i hate this Mm -hmm. this is awful (laughs) 
And I realized, I mean, it took me 10 years to realize, that was you, God? Like, what? what? <laughs> See, like, you could have, like, yeah. Bruh. It took me. Bruh. 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 Isn't that crazy? Don't you it wish is. we knew at the time? But if we knew at the time, we wouldn't. it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. yeah. So and we wouldn't it, learn anything. It's yeah. a good point. I know. <laughs> so simultaneously, the, the youth ministry at our church at East Free was solid and pumping out all these kids on fire for Jesus. And then they would never stay. They would go away because there was nothing for college ministry, college to age students. And so the church said, hey, would you want to start a college group here and and we'll pay you, like we'll pay you, oh, you know, cool. it's pennies on the dollars, like mm-hmm. yeah. minimum wage or something like that. And I'm like, you'll, you'll pay me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, to talk about Jesus mm-hmm. with my friends? Because I was, I was their age, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I could not believe, I could not believe they were paying me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, wow. I was like, are you? do you guys know I don't really know that much? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was just, and and they, I mean, it was great, right? I was passionate and I was excited and it was fun and made, it was just a safe place to do everything wrong mm. and learn and be mentored. And the senior pastor there really did mentor me and the youth pastor, those guys just poured into me. Uh, John Winger and Mike Crafts um, just helped me, became good friends in the middle of that, so... Did you reintroduce the piano at that time? Well, I started helping to lead worship mm-hmm. there at my oh. church to playing the piano sometimes, but I still didn't know how to play jazz and blues. <laughs> I left Moody still not knowing how to do that. Mm. And I was just so, that was hard because mm-hmm. it was still not native to me. Yeah. I was a classical musician trying to learn how to play jazz. And it's so funny. If you listen to the Boston Pops, right? Mm-hmm. And you listen to these classical musicians try to play jazz. It's like, it's oh. hard. <laughs> Bless it's your hard. heart. Bless wow. your heart. It's two different things. It's two different. It's rare to get somebody that can cross over. Yeah. I, I knew a guy in uh, Atlanta that was trained at Northwestern as a classical pianist. And yeah. He said he had been asked on numerous occasions to play jazz. He said... I, I learned after three times just to outright refuse. Yeah. Because it's it's like a, a brain surgeon or like an eye doctor trying to do brain surgery. It's just two completely two different, different things. Disciplines. Wow. It's yeah. two different disciplines. Yeah. yeah. Because huh. one is very, very, very structured. Yeah. I was going to use that word. Isn't. Jazz is... is There's no structure. It's almost yeah. feel and emotion, right? Well, Intuitive? it's all music theory. Okay. So okay. it's based on structure. And out of the structure becomes creativity. Okay. Mm. So there is a very clear structure of this is the keys and these are right. the relative keys and you know this stuff. And so then you can just go. But the accents and the yep. stuff like that, I've always been like, how did they know that yeah. he was going to do that when he did that? Yeah. yeah it's, wow, that's crazy. It is. Um, <laughs> that's a, what I, Yeah. As a non-musician, I love that you say it that way. Yeah. Do you, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because they don't really follow a sheet from beginning to end well i mean if they're creating a song they will but there's a lot of freedom like you even know some of our jam sessions yeah 
yeah, we start that's what playing. it always sounds like it's yeah. a jam session yeah it's a jam session but there's there's something to it and then you yeah. get you get a guy like jesse up there and you're like yeah yeah what i know how did you just play what do I that know. again he's like i can't do that again yeah, it just, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. came i just invented like, something new. he just kind of smiles there so much. i know i, I know. know i just like riffed something that was amazing <laughs> that nobody will ever do so, if you don't know jesse yeah. smith if you're listening he won uh the picking the, award what a picker He's yeah. a phenomenal bluegrass musician uh, right here out of Wadsworth. Lori Beal was on. And oh, she yeah, ta- that's we yeah, talked yeah. about That's that. right. I listened yeah. to that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's actually world-renowned. He is. Yeah. He's famous. Yeah. So. We got to play with him. Oh, yeah, many times. Oh, I know. This has been Recreated Podcast, and we really appreciate you being on uh, on the show with us and paying attention and listen. If you want more information, we have a website, www.recreated.life, L-I-F-E at the end. And you can go there, and we have other podcasts available. We would certainly love to hear from you. There's a email contact form thing. <laughs> You can fill out of your... Or email us at friends at recreated.life. Or that, yeah. right there. Yeah. So, uh, Recreated is all about uh, your story, our story, everybody's story that uh, meets Jesus and walks and suffers and learns what it's like to uh, receive his mercy for their life. Yeah, so, if you have a story, we'd love to hear it. Please contact us. And until next time, next week, I think, mm-hmm. uh, have a good week. Yep. And don't forget Jesus. Yep. <laughs> That's a good make it up as you commercial <laughs> so so the week that i was off lat two weeks ago because i didn't want to spread the disease yes thank you um there was a tomlin song and then so they texted so me after and after the service they're like were you supposed to sing that because cassie I'm immediately like, she's like text jamie i bet he was supposed to sing that yeah, song that was I'm a jamie so typecast song. yeah i know you're just in a pigeonhole friend. <laughs> michael w smith or tomlin <laughs> <laughs> we don't do michael w smith anymore i know it's so sad <laughs>
Although he's like what sixty something, which Still is pumping weird. Out music. I don't even in my mind like I I got I know it's true, but I don't believe. You know Isn't what I mean? Weird. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast on leadership, and this guy was saying, "So all you pastors who are fifty years and up, you're old, kind of thing." That's I'm so like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> "Shut up!" <laughs> but you don't feel old, do you? I, uh, I don't. No, you don't. You feel thirty. My kids look yeah. at me. I feel old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I get that. You get all that. No, Dad. No. Truth is, we're just as immature as they are, or more, oh, and yeah. they just try to act cool. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. I think we get more immature as you get older, because you don't really have anything to prove, you know? That's or your, true. Or your mm. immaturity is more apparent, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, because I find things that trigger <laughs> them that, like, embarrass them or whatever, yeah. and I, I, I like, love it. Yes! Amp it up. Yes! Amp it up. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Because they have things they say, so I'll be like, I'll say something that oh, they say, yeah. and I'll be like, is that how the kids say no, it? Mom. And Lucy's like, I hate that you say that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I know. I try to say, bruh. And they go, no, <laughs> do not say that. You are not allowed to say that. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, bruh. It's yeah, because, so you know, it, it has to be it has to be in the right context. It can't be like, oh, okay, bro, or bruh. Yeah. It has to be in disgust if they've done something or like... Are you serious? Oh, yeah, there's a specific That's thing. That's the new... So I have the wrong usage. Like, like a usage committee at my house and they all say no. <laughs> no. Usage committee. That's so Still use the same true. words, just different ways. Right. Oh, that's But funny. it's not even the tonal. It's like, bruh. Bruh. It oh, might, that's funny. It might be one of the most rewarding things about being a parent. Like you know, annoying them. Oh, yeah. it is up there. Yeah. Rewarding. It is, it is fun. Oh, that's yeah. It is fun to see him squirm. It is. <laughs> like, oh, get over it. Oh, especially in front of their friends. Oh, oh I, I love lay that. it on thick. I know. <laughs> Do you ever like give them a kiss or a hug in public? My girls are like that, so it's fine. I'm sure it's different oh, boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. You don't do it to them? No. I, th- no. no. Okay. We're not doing Not it. worth it? No. Kiss? Yeah. No. You're like, get away from me, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Bro. I, yeah, bro. All I have to do is stand about five feet away from him, and that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Like, oh, <laughs> get out of here. Oh. My my circle of parental is, right? is at least 15 feet. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's great. <laughs> You're ruining my feng shui. <laughs> yeah. My adolescent feng shui. Exactly. That's great. Hey, so for this, are you going to ask him where he was born, or do you want somebody else to do that? Ooh. Sure, why not? That's my question. Yeah. You mean you're going to? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. We're just going to jump in. We're just going to jump right in. By the way, I think I might leave that whole dialogue. (laughs) What? (laughs) About kids and making them feel stupid. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Maybe it'll be a Easter egg on the scenes. end. Yeah. Easter egg after exactly. the very yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you stayed long enough. Get yeah. to hear this one. Yes. <laughs> Put it in like a minute after all yeah. this dead space. I think I might do that. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> that would be funny, actually. Mm-hmm. 